0: Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalised keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewellery, whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts is the business for you. If you want to know more or see what they have in stock, then you can visit them locally at 29 High Street, Barry, Villamorgan, CF627EB or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk You could even email them at info at or maybe just give them a call at 77 89 Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about creative space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film or even theatre. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So do you want to have experience in making jewellery? Do you want to pick up a hobby but do not know what to take or where to start? Then look no further than the Veil Jewelry Workshops. Veil Jewelry Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry. They will help you make a range of silverware including rings, bracelets and many more pieces. You will learn the basic silversmith skills such as soldering, texturing, shaping and lots more not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well so if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry and if you're very interested go onto their website at www.veildrewryworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at or even phone them At zero double seven eight nine seven nine four two four eight. We're Billboard Ensemble. Uh-huh.
1: And have we got news for you. You better listen.
0: Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is coming to the Memo Arts Centre from the 20th to the 23rd of July. Featuring 25 dance floor classics such as I Will Survive, Hot Stuff, Go West and many more. Tickets on sale now at memoartcenter.co.uk or call at 01446 738 Hey guys, and welcome back to Creative Space Podcast. I am your host, Truly Reece Deans. And on this episode today, me and Pippa sit down to talk about performing arts and education, where it's going, what's been happening, and our own experiences as well. We also talk about Gemma Collins in the UK tour of Chicago, the musical playing Matron, Mama Morton, what's all that about. But also, I want to say a big thank you to Crafted Art and Veil Jewelry Workshops. Gemma Robson, you are a legend. Thank you for supporting the channel. And I do my best to get your business out there i do promise you that but without further ado guys let's get down to it it's me and pippa on the creative space podcast if if people are watching the not not watching listening to this podcast, mm. but they're reading the title of the this particular episode. Obviously, we're going to be talking a lot about what we're really passionate about. Anyway, yes, and not just that, but it's the fact that we're very passionate about this particular section. So it's not a lot of people would say, "Well, that's that's very political, of you guys, to talk about." It's like, yeah, but it needs to be said, yeah, because. Right, let's. We got, like I said, we got a lot to talk about, mm. and the one thing that we are going to mention later down the line in the podcast is Gemma Collins in Chicago.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. but
0: we'll, we'll we'll get down down to that when we get to it. But the
1: one, <laughs> we'll fall I'm, down that trap bridge when you, we get to it. Down the floor. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> then again, I said it on YouTube, so that's you did, it. You did. You <laughs> did. But. So one of the things that we, we are very passionate about, obviously we're very we're performing arts students or we're former performing arts students, we're performing arts yes. people. Yes. Um we've worked in the industries of many theatre, TV, film, etc. Yes. Um but performing arts in university, in education, as you say, not just university, but education in, in schools as well. Yeah. Um it's a lovely day. You know, we should have been talking about something happy. <clears throat> it was raining, but now the sunshine is out and I
1: know.
0: But we're having to talk about uh, performing arts students, whether it's music, dance, theatre, slash drama, film, TV, mm. studies. It's It seems as if, you know, there's been a lot of unappreciative responses mm. towards that kind of sector in education.
1: Yeah.
0: And we know it better than anyone else who is not being part of that environment, let's say. Yeah. I was going to say, we know it better than anyone, but I, there's been a lot of people who know it better than us, but we know it better than those who don't do film, TV, theater and that. Yes. So a lot of us are just thinking to ourselves, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah. (laughs) So look, I'll, I'll start this off because I was the one who suggested we should talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, So, some of you guys who are listening to this for the first time and you guys who are not fans of theatre film whatever right Um, but maybe a fan of watching TV or watching theatre etc you have to understand that um, most of these performers come from a background where they studied and worked their socks off to try and get to where they are today in, in, in the world of performing arts you know I Going back, I studied drama, media studies, film and TV studies, etc. Um, in from GCSE onwards, and it's a very and obviously the industry is very very difficult to get into. But it just seemed that during the pandemic, the attitude from from the government mm-hmm. had not been the very best, and I and that's me being very diplomatic, but it's also you know from people who do not come from that background. And their approach is, well, why don't you go and do this? Why don't you go and do that? It's like the the attitude. Yeah. So do you see where I'm coming from, uh, Pipio? Just to back me up.
1: I do. I see. I see where you're coming from because, to, to those who aren't arts inclined or lean towards the arts, they don't realise how much work goes into it and how much research and because it's not something that they would normally wake up and think about you know some some people who are um scientific inclined let, let, let's say will wake up and go oh i gotta finish this this paper you know uh, and they will think about you know, sciencey stuff can't think of anything off the top of my head right now um, physics or so, yeah f- physics, quantum or, physics or something like that you know oh i gotta finish that formula today or or something like yeah. that but um but for us we wake up and we go right well today i'm gonna go out in the world and i'm just going to pick certain things to to, to learn so you know i'm gonna listen to people and i'm gonna um you know, try and replicate how they talk so that I, so when it comes to theatre, I can, you know, put it towards mm. a character. Um, or how, you know, how, how do people walk, you know, because I can put that into a character mm. as well. And it, it's, it's just constantly learning, constantly kind of keeping an eye out. And, well, without it, we haven't got music. We haven't got films. We haven't got TV shows. We haven't got um, podcasts. Mm. You know, um, we haven't got, you know, some, uh, there are a lot of um, nerds out there. I, I can say nerds because I am one. So am um, I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we wouldn't have uh, books. We wouldn't have Dungeons and Dragons. We
0: wouldn't have had Comic-Cons.
1: We wouldn't have Comic-Cons. No, we. there is a lot of things that go and fall into the arts bracket that people don't seem to realise.
0: Have you ever had... um, I mean, I've had some fair shares, but I want to know about your particular experience. Have you ever had people who are not in that particular field who have gone up to you and gone... Well, not gone up and said something, but have given you that bad attitude of the question, why are you doing this? What is the point?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And is is there a particular moment that stands out for you as well?
1: Um, a particular, not really. Um, I've always been kind of lucky in the way that, um, (laughs) so when I, when I was in school way, way back when, um, originally I wanted to be a vet. So I always did theatre as a hobby, as a little bit of a side, you know, a, a side bit, something to do with my spare time, um, and then I realized that to be <laughs> to be a vet, sometimes you would have to put down animals, and I would cry every single time that happened. So I went, do you know what, this isn't for me. So I then decided to pursue the arts, and every way, every turn that I turned. Every turn as I turn, yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I was always hit with at least one person that said, yeah, but how, do you, how can you make your money? You know, if you haven't got a job, how do you make your money? You know, if you have got a spare, you know, have you got a backup job just in case you don't get um, theatre? Or, um, you know, how will theatre help you in life? And, you know, it's all these little things. And the older you get, the more you kind of go, well, theatre helps me in a lot of ways. It helps you in so many ways, even if you don't, you know, even even if you don't get end up on that stage, even if you don't end up with that um, character that you audition for for that film. Theatre and the arts is everywhere. It is everywhere, and you will only see it if you're in it. Really, um, but me personally. <sighs> I still kind of get it now. When I'm a and uh, I'm a hair and makeup artist, um, but I don't get it as often now.
0: <laughs> no, I think that the older, like I said, the older you get, it's the more in depth involved you are, and it's more people to go. They've made their mind up. We can't say nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've my family. My family have not actually been the st- the stereotypical family where they go. You can't do this you can't do that they've always been very we know that you're very good at it go keep going keep doing it yeah they were really disappointed though when i decided to pick script writing for a b.a degree instead of acting oh okay so right a bit of a story for you guys um and i apologize for anyone who knows me well or have watched my videos or if i commented on this before but when i was when I was um, coming into the end of my sixth form, I was there for three years. I had to reset um, uh, one or two subjects, drama being one of them, surprisingly. Oh, wow. Um, that's a long story in itself. <laughs> well, I'll go back to the reason why. But anyway, um, so sixth form is is practically one step away from whether you want to go to college or you, work, you go to university. If you're in America, it's a completely different Field, you know they they refer university to college, so I I don't know, but anyone from America, can you please clarify? Because I I'm not too sure. Anyway, so I'm look I'm, I thought to myself right um, when I did my performing arts and when I did my performing arts subject along with drama. Obviously, when I did drama, I just basically um, let Alex Williams bless her heart, bless um, her
1: heart, we love her.
0: Um, just let her decide, right, Reese. you're going to do this, right, Reese. you're going to do that, right, this is this is what we expect you from this module. But in performing arts, um, it helped me expand on many other things, and one of them being was I started to write scripts. Uh, I did a script writing. I, I found it very stressful at first because I, I believe it's, like anything else, you don't understand, you don't know of it, you know, but you start out somewhere. And I, I wrote scripts for my... I'd say for my media studies and film studies course, but that was it. Mm. Uh, for theatre, not so much. And it's completely different, obviously. Um, writing a writing a a play is like writing a book in some ways, just a very short story. Um, but I, f- I sort of started to enjoy it a bit more, and I thought, you know what, I'd love to expand on this one day. And started to pick my university courses, so... I just felt, right, I'll, I'll apply for um, a BA Film and Drama degree in Bristol. I applied for a BA degree in Drama in Exeter. Um, I applied for a film studies course in Newport. Mm-hmm. A BA Scriptwriting degree in Cardiff. And a BA Acting degree in Bath. My mum took me to Bath drove me to Bath, bless her. Mm-hmm. And there was this long workshop where we did three working with individuals, uh, working in groups, working as an individual, uh, body language, improvisations, you name it. And then the final one, well, the final two was you do a monologue for two minutes and I did a monologue from The Glass Menagerie and it was, if I can remember it, it was when the character, I think his name's Tom, uh, the character Tom, <clears throat> uh, goes on a rant at his mother saying, uh, I'm going to opium dens, you know, I'm, I'm a dynamic czar of the underworld, mother. Uh, you call your gentleman cause, it was this big rant. But the only reason I did that monologue was because Alex said to me, do that monologue when you go and audition. She literally forced me to do that. because She said, because you're already doing it for your exam yeah you're doing it for your monologue exam and also it it's just there it's right in front of you um but like I said uh, she knew I failed miserably at the Royal Wells College of Music and Drama um audition she knew she saw something in me to go nah you didn't do well I know Mm -hmm. you didn't do well um so that's why like I said when I started out my fails and everything but like I said I'll go back to it in a minute yeah, yeah. so I expanded my options um did uh, after the monologue I did the interview at Bath and we clear they offered me a unconditional offer they nice. said yeah you're, we loved you um, we loved your interview um we loved your they said we loved your um, improvisational skills and we also loved your love for Stanislavski um uh, just like we, we really like that and uh, I was like oh great um but then homesickness came into mind. I was like, I do not want to be away from my, not just my family, but from Wales.
1: Mm. I
0: do not want to be away from Wales for so long. Um, How long was it? Three years.
1: Ooh, three, yeah.
0: three years. I was like, oh, I don't want to. But I do believe, and a lot of people will agree, because for some who are in that position as well, if you don't, leave then you're not gonna f- go far and but the way i was thinking as well because here's where um, i was thinking at the time so <laughs> oh my god this is so funny so um i waited for the ba script writing course to come back to me right so they gave me an offer bath did uh, for the film studies in Newport they gave me an offer and that was going to be my third option because I didn't want to be travelling to Newport all the time No, um, but that was my third option because it was still in Wales and it's only an hour on the train um, drama uh, Exeter sorry didn't accept me Bristol didn't accept me and I thought okay fair enough you know that, that's fine um, I don't know why I keep having Plymouth in my head I think I've maybe applied for a course in Plymouth but I don't know yeah. whatever Um so it was going to be down to bath spa university or university of south wales in cardiff the atrium yeah and they got back to me and said luckily they got back to me and said oh um we loved your script um obviously it's not the best but we loved your script you've got something there um can you come and have a discussion about it like in a open meeting or something like that okay now I had the choice. I could either go to do a BA script writing or go and do a, a BA in acting. My family said, go and do acting. Go to Bath. Go and study. Because Bath Spa University, it's what? you got RADA, you've got Rolos College of Music and Drama. Bath Spa, from what I gathered, it was in the top five. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Um, for, for drama courses and that.
1: Yeah.
0: I could be wrong now, but that that's... If you get what I mean, it was, that was in my head at the time. I thought I could do so much as an actor. Mm. But then I thought, what can I do as a triple threat? Not in music, not in dancing, singing or whatever, but acting, writing a script and directing or producing. Mm. Um, So I chose script writing in the end. And I remember going to the open meeting and there was literally all the students were there and there was about eight of them eight oh. of them and sat next to me was my dad
1: <laughs>
0: and my dad was there like hands to his mouth and he was just and he was nodding all the way through what Sean Summers, Jesse Shrank, and Ian Stapes were saying about the course and he was like hmm 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 <laughs> and I'm there looking at my dad and I'm thinking oh my god you know but I know I wasn't thinking, oh my God, in an embarrassing way. And I was actually, I, I don't know why I said that, because looking back, I was very proud that my dad was there going, hmm, mm-hmm. because no offense to anyone in my family, the only one who was not against me going to do my BA script writing degree was my dad. Oh, okay. Um, the, you're probably gonna hear it because we're in the back room of my house, but mm-hmm. uh, my mum my was a bit iffy about it. Mm because I don't blame her because she was the one who actually drove me to Bath yes and waited for me for hours on end oh bless her so um, and she also took me to my Royal House College of Music and Drama audition as well she took me I will never forget that she was the one who took me to auditions uh. apart from Bam, she was the one yeah. um, my nan was against the, the idea my BAMP was sort of against it you know he knew that it's his decision but he was like oh, acting's for you acting's for you my uncles my uncle Tony especially was like why did you do that? You know, and they were all sort of against the idea I was going to do script writing. But the only one who said, the only one who said, you do what you got to do is my dad. And dad literally went, I'll come with you. He's like, I'll come with you. I'll, I'll see what, do you know what? And he, I, Like I said, I know everybody mentioned he came to the open meeting, mm. but this is what he did. He sat with me and he, and he said, he said to me, right, Reese, have you made the right decision? It's like, it's not me for you, to, it's not me to decide for you, it's you, it's your future. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm your dad, I want what's best for you, right? And I know you want what's best for yourself, right? But I'm not going to tell you what to do. Okay. So, have you made the right decision? And I said, Yeah, of course. But in my head, I'm thinking, three more years in Canada, free money on the go, get advice <laughs> to me. Absolutely, I've made the right choice. And my dad, bless him, he said, Right, Reese, um, I'm not going to d- judge you like, in. Like I said, nothing against anyone in my family, but my dad was literally going, do you know what? I'm going to, I want to come and hear it for myself, what this course is going to offer you. Do you mind if I come with you? Yeah, Yeah, no problem. And my dad was the only parent there. And that's why he was going, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then afterwards then, so after the lectures, obviously my future lectures finished explaining, my dad was the only one who was asking the questions. So with this course, he was going, with this course then, so you do this, you do that, oh yeah, we, we can do producing, we can do um, like uh, dramatur- um, dramaturgy and um, X, Y, Z, you know, he basically he was asking from A to Z all the questions. And obviously other students were saying that. And then he got up. So we finished and me and my dad got up, we were walking to the train station, and he said, Go for it. He said, I will and he went, I will let the family know. <laughs> he went, and he told me, he told mum, he was yeah. like, no, leave him it be. It's it's really good. Uh, it's really good, he would, would do brilliant and everything. And my plan was, because obviously with master's degree, I was like, oh, I'll go back to do drama when the three years, you know, oh, it's mm. not a problem. And I felt like I just needed a break from certain things. Yes. And I thought I wanted to expand. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I did the three years in script writing, did the MA drama. A lot of people, even to this day in my family, like, you should have gone to Bath, you should have gone to Bath. And I look back and I say it was the worst decision. I'm glad I got the BA degree. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe I should have considered Bath more. Clearly, maybe you should have helped me develop more as an individual. Mm. Maybe develop more as a person, maybe as a performer, whatever. But um, I say maybe because I don't want to be dwelling on it so much so that I can go, well, it it is what it is. It's happened. So, yeah. But I got two degrees. And no one's going to, there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. There's no TARDIS. Um, So there we go.
1: No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. See, now your experience was so different to mine. So, so different to mine. Because um, I can't remember at what point. Um, so basically, uh, after I, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be an actor. I um, did all the acting stuff and, and, and what have you. Um, but then at some point, I can't remember when it was, but my nan text me. Um, and she was like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm on the island. Um, I'm with a film crew because we're filming Being Human season three on the island. Um, I've just asked the director if you can come on, uh, come along. And he said, he said, sure. So I was like, yeah, OK. Being human. Being human. Film set. Why not? Let's go. Um, bearing in mind now, I had no idea what Being Human was. Mm. Not a critic.
0: Was it only really starting out? Was it?
1: No, it was season three. It was.
0: Oh, so it was halfway, was y- it? Yeah, it was
1: the third season.
0: Because <laughs> I think I was in season four.
1: Was it season four? I know it didn't have many. I think so. Um, I think it kind of went downhill after a certain point.
0: The yeah, I sorry to was- going off topic, but I remember being on the set of Being Human, but it was, it wasn't the original cast. It was ah well, right yeah three. And we filmed in the Cardiff Museum, but that was when I was doing my GCSEs.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um so when I when I got to set, um as I said, I was I had no idea who I was dealing with, but I i sat next to the director and they gave me gave me a set of headphones and I watched Robson Green in all of his glory, right? I had no idea who this guy was. And I was like, oh yeah. You know, in in my head, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's a really good actor." <laughs> and I bet the
0: director's looking. Go no, in. D-
1: I didn't. I didn't say anything, obviously, but I was just, you know, watching and learning from all of this experience. Um, and then I think we took a break. I think it, uh, no, it wasn't lunch, but there was a um, there was a point where they were changing the set or they were doing something, and so me and my nan just kind of went off. Um, <laughs> and so. Apology, a...
0: if you can hear that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you can because I know I don't know if this microphone will pick up. But in the background, my grandfather's ringtone of the Welsh anthem, <laughs> it, electric guitar style, is playing in the background.
1: <laughs> Never before have been so proud to be Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we uh, we wandered around the um, the car- the movable caravans, and I walked into the makeup
0: trailer yeah. the makeup
1: trailer and my life changed within that 30 seconds of just walking in because the guy I love him so much he's so he sold it to me but um he had his hand in this huge vat of fake blood and guts and he was just moving it around to stop it from congealing
0: and congeling, is it like thickening up, Just, is it? Th-
1: yeah, thicken up, thicken, thickening up and stopping it from turning into, um, you know, kind of like a solid mass and stuff, because he wants it to stay as, as liquid as possible. So, um... Just well, turn him on,
0: hi! Li- well,
1: literally, he had, his hand was still in the pot, and he looked at me, looked at the pot of blood, looked back at my nan, looked to me, and he went, this isn't real. <laughs> this... W- w- We've got a werewolf attack in Abergavenny tomorrow and I have to stop it from congealing. And I was like, that... Is it? That's what I want to do. I want to do this. So from there, I um, started looking into makeup and mm. special effects.
0: So, well, um, so how old was you at, at this point then? So, I know there's a couple of years between us, mm-hmm.
1: but... Uh, how old was I? Um, I was... Was I doing my... Oh Jesus! I don't know. Um,
0: Was you in six form GCSE or?
1: I've got a funny feeling. I was in.
0: Or college? Did you go to college or at six?
1: No, no, I didn't go. Uh, No, I went to six form.
0: Right, that's why. Um,
1: I think I might have been late GCSEs.
0: To pre, yeah, yeah, the the pre stages of.
1: Yeah, the pre stages. So. that's kind of what I wanted to do when I was set on doing. That. No, I must have been doing my A levels. I must have been doing my A levels.
0: So yeah. So let's if if we put a, like an age range on it. So you were what sixteen to eighteen, fifteen to eighteen. In between that. Yeah. If you're not so sure, then there's like a bit of an age range. Then we can say, well, it's rather that time period. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it's um, I have got it on on my makeup CV, but it's it's it'll take me too long to get it up on my yeah. phone. So um. So,
0: so how did obviously I, I know we mentioned it in the in when you were a guest yes. on the podcast, but now you're a co-host now, so <laughs>
1: yes. so
0: obviously we mentioned it. So um, we can honestly say, look, if you wanted to our audience, if we offered more info about that particular story, we can go back on episode four. Was it four? Yes, because Yaim Reese was the first. Yeah. Then I think uh, Owen Thomas. Patrick Jones, and then it was you. Neat. Um, but it was... Uh, it was a, The Patrick Jones... Sorry for going off topic. The Patrick yeah. Jones... I was recording that, and then my phone kept going off, and it was because my... My my missus was trying to tell me that her great-grandfather passed away. Oh,
1: no. And I
0: was like... Oh... And I should know. My bump had to answer the phone, and he was like, all right, I'll let him know. But he didn't go into the room to tell me. Oh. So I was like... Oh.
1: Oh, bugger.
0: Yeah, but she she wasn't angry at me. she yeah. was more upset than I think. And when emotions run high, but of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was you know. So it was early stages. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And obviously, you were early stages as wow, well. That went yeah. so off topic. I, I know. I apologize. know. So so
1: off topic. So,
0: so yeah. But anyway, um, and um, what I really because what this episode is all about is uh, about our experiences in, yeah. in university and in school. Mm. Um, so. Obviously, you did a makeup theater. Is it theater or? A, so I
1: a, I ended up... So going going back to my story. Yeah. So after all of that, I turned around and I said, I don't want to go to university. I want to go to college and do hair and makeup because I think at that point I'd settled on Christine Blundell's Makeup Academy, which is in London and it's a private, um, a private makeup academy that the unfortunately the grant um, for universities doesn't cover because it's private. So I said,
0: Could you uh, elaborate sorry okay. on the difference before people say, well one's private, one's blah, blah 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 can you just you know for anyone who is a bit slow on the the private scores and the, the or the yeah. private scores of makeup et cetera yeah. and the theatre, could you just elaborate a little bit more
1: so um basically the universities um or the the grant has got this huge list of um Universities that are kind of, I, I don't want to say legitimate universities because, the, you know, CBMA in their own right is a le- legit company. Um, but it's not a quote, quote, university. It's an academy. Mm. It's, a, it's a privately owned thing. So um, it's not open to the public. You have certain you, you have certain amount of um, s- slots to fill Um, and if you don't get those slots you have to wait for the next time then whereas with university I'm pretty sure you can just apply yeah apply for grants apply for grants and if do you want, I don't think there's any sort of limit on spaces um, in universities unless it gets to something ridiculous like 20 or 30 I
0: think 40 Some you can split a
1: class into 20 yeah yeah it's it's ridiculous. Um, so anyway, that that's what I want to do. And I turned around to my careers advisor, <laughs> and I said, "This is what I want to do." Um, and at the time, Miss Memory, uh, <clears throat> yeah,
0: she was lovely to me. But uh, she was lovely to me only for a few months. But if I would have had her longer than expect, because obviously you've had her longer because you went to the all girls school, and Miss Memory was part of that staff and faculty whatever you want to say so I don't know but
1: I've got uh, now I've got I don't want to throw shade on Miss Memory even though <laughs> moves microphone closer yeah. to me <laughs> no because I'm moving closer I don't
0: want my voice to pick up more um, <laughs> but it is <laughs> yeah
1: but it is um, I, I don't want to um, sound like I'm disrespecting Miss Memory because I'm trying not to Um. But the way that both her and the careers advisor at the time were pressuring me to go to university, they were then convincing my parents that university is, you know, needs to be. It, you know, that is my next step. I can't. um, They said that you will never step forward if you keep stepping back. Now, I can see their point of view. But for what I wanted, it was wrong. Mm. It, it it was not what I needed. What I needed or what I wanted was to go to it was to go to college to do hair and was to to do hair and beauty.
0: Yeah, um, I think the depiction of it it sounds that like brilliant if you watch a British TV show that focuses on sixth formers etc. Yes, and nine times out of ten, the teachers or the head of sixth form etc. It's most likely that they're going to tell you, go to university, go to university, because it looks good on them. It
1: does, yeah.
0: Because you're going to university. Now, I wanted to go to university because I did want to go to university. But there are those who, um, like in your position, is not the case yet or not the case at all.
1: Yeah, because it's not the fact that I didn't want to go to university full stop. I didn't want to go to university then that's not what i wanted to do it's not where i wanted to be um so instead of instead of taking a gap year or going straight to university i just wanted to sidestep i wasn't taking a back i wasn't taking a, a step backwards i was taking a side step so that i can move forward but um because the Um, Careers Advisor and Miss Memory both kind of convinced my parents. They were then pressuring me to then go to university. And so what I ended up doing was just Mm -hmm. applying for any old Tom, Dick and Harry. um, But trying to aim it towards something that might have...
0: Close to home.
1: You know, might have hair and makeup in it. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing... Was I ended up going for a technical theatre course in Swansea Metropolitan University? Now, unfortunately, it's not called that anymore. It's Trinity of St David's something or something, something. something or other. It's one ridiculous long name that just needs to be shortened. Um, <laughs> um, but that Trinity now covers it covers like about three or four places. Um, where each um, campus has got you know specialized in different things I think in um I think Carmarthens in 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 that Trinity, I don't know um but in one place they have a better sound system than than we did in Swansea um, but then when I got to university when I got there and um everything was fine I, I still enjoyed it um but it didn't have what I wanted. It didn't have that hair and makeup. It had costume, it had sound design, it had set design, it had lighting design, it had, um, you know, uh, not being a director, being a stage manager, deputy stage manager, you know, props and costume and literally everything apart from makeup.
0: Why do you think that then? Why do you think, did you find out the reason why?
1: Um, no i no i I didn't to be honest i it was so long ago but also i didn't tend to question it because i was like oh well it's okay because you know i can still do things with this i'm, I'm still in my comfort zone of being stage it was still theater it was still because even if i um didn't progress to be a stage manager or i didn't progress to be a lighting designer I still had those um, skills that I could take to billboard or I could take to, you know, wh- wherever I am, I'm, I can always go, well, I've actually got some experience in this, so don't worry about it. I've got the blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I could just still taken those skills with me. Mm. But when I got there and when I realized that it's not what I wanted, obviously I was really upset because, you know, two years kind of wasted. Mm. Um, and then when I come home, oh my God, what drove me round the bend was when I come home, mum and dad, do you know what they said? No. Oh, maybe you should go back to carnage and do a hair and makeup course. Oh. Mm.
0: So, so basically, mm. that's what, how, <laughs> how, how would you, how would you say that? Condescending? No. What, what's the word? Um, um, irony. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, it if I could have taken both of their heads and just smashed them together, I probably would have. But that's frowned upon. Mm. <laughs> um, so I, I think from there I, I went to uh, Asda, just kind of like, to st- and there I met Miss Memory. Mm. Mm. And so I did t- and she was like, oh, hello, Philippa. how are you? And I was like, oh, yeah, hi, Miss Memory, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you're you're not my teacher anymore, I still feel like I have to call you Miss Memory.
0: I think in when when it comes to teachers that taught you, I think there's um, even though you you may not like him, but there's some form of respect. Yes. Um, it's like uh, I it's kind of different from my taking, and uh, we we will get down to you know the the problems we have in university and schools when it comes to subjects. Uh, like performing arts and that, but yes. um, when it comes to t- teachers, mm. um, from my perspective, it's like I called Alex Williams. I didn't mm. call it Miss Williams. No. Um, I went Williams or Williams. Uh, Mr. Pakenyak or Ian Pakenyak in my GCSE days. Mm. Um, I've always called him P. He wanted to be called P because no one could pronounce his name Pakenyak. Um, Fair. Uh, it was it was a long name. It's a Polish name as well. Um, and it's like Miss Walters. I've always called her Wally. Wally Walters. Um, oh, really? Yeah, Wally Walters. And I remember someone said to me, she said, Reese, keep this to yourself. And I don't know whether this is true or not, but she, she said, and I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet, but apparently Wally Walters said to someone, um when I was making my decisions for sixth form, I went to, obviously, with John Coombs and Alex Williams. She said, Reese is the best student I've never had. Huh. And I was like, ah, well, that was my... I was like, huh? Why? Because apparently what she saw in me on um, GCSEs, she thought, I'd love to take him and put it something better. Yeah. Um... But as the scene goes, it is what it is. Whether or not that's true, yes, is another thing. Because I was told this, I wasn't. That didn't come out of Wally's own mouth.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I knew she was disappointed. I knew she was gutted that I was gonna go to the others, the other the, down the road because down, yeah. Barry Boys at the time and. Have her in the girls' school, it was just literally a down the road from each other, and she was She was really gutted. She was like, Oh, could have done so much with you, race." So, are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalized keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewelry, whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle, or even more? Look no further. And crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan, and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts is the business for you. If you want to know more or see what they have in stock, then you can visit them locally at 29 High Street, Barry, Morgan, CF627EB. Or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk. You can even email them at info at craftedarts.co.uk. Or maybe just give them a call at 77 89 Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about creative space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film, or even theatre. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So do you want to have experience in making jewellery? Do you want to pick up a hobby but do not know what to take or where to start? Then look no further than the Veil Jewellery Workshops. Veil Jewellery Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewellery. They will help you make a range of silverware including rings, bracelets and many more pieces. You will learn the basic silversmith skills such as soldering, texturing, shaping and lots more. Not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults, it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well. So if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewellery and if you're very interested, go onto their website at www.veildrewreworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at veiledjuryworkshops.co.uk or even phone them at 07789 794248. I remember there were times where you've said to me that there were issues with some parts of the makeup course, I think it was. There um, was some the te-
1: technical theatre. Yeah. Uh, and also the makeup course, yes. Yeah. But that's. Mm, and this is yes. where we, we
0: wanted to literally yeah. elaborate on why it's sometimes hard as drama people or whatever that. Yeah. Um, if you want me to start, or if you want to start, that's absolutely fine.
1: Okay. So. Um,
0: you can ask me yeah. any questions as well, because co-hosts remember.
1: Co-hosts. Well, I've um, I've flapped my gums for, for a bit so let's hear you
0: right so it's not just me as well it's, it's what's happening now with uh, my fiance. yeah um what what i don't really understand when it comes to when it comes to something like I, i've never been to the world House college of music and drama so i can't i need to ask um kelly Neal about it more
1: oh yes, yes. Um, i
0: need to ask kelly about it a bit more um or Dan parker even um, one of those two mm-hmm. but when it comes to some, when it comes to the arts in universities I from my perspective there's a there's a handful of lectures that I feel that when you make a proposal for a script or, or a project or an idea or something they either say okay but the one I disagree with is when they bring their personal opinion into the matter yeah. what they don't like and I'll use an example and it's not for me it's from my fiance, because I was involved with helping her with this one um and she was taught by actually the same lectures as I was in my master's um but they were doing a drama piece down Porth Kerry which is a national park in Barry people and it was a um Ah, uh, oh, the, the name just, it was in my head then, um, uh, Location Theatre, is it Location Theatre or, uh,
1: oh, what's the word? Um, I was going to say On Set, but... The, no, um, but
0: it, it's where the audience are in the environment as well, yeah, I yeah. can't remember the name, I'm, I'm disappointed with myself that I don't know that, but anyway... Um, While that was going on, uh, she had another module. So that's one module. She had to make a 30-minute performance of um, location theatre, on-set location theatre or whatever.
1: Whatever the actual term is.
0: Term is. And the other module was that they had to do... Emily and her classmates had to do a presentation on a particular industry of their choosing. But the problem was because um, they all the groups were solely focused on their projects, The 30 minute projects. They couldn't all get the presentations or the people they needed to speak to because they had to be, they had to interview two people Mm. and they couldn't get that done. So by the time they managed to finish off their projects, right, you got a week left to do this. Um, and what what never helped as well is the fact that um, when Emily and two of her coursemates, Amy and Lewis, yeah. when they were talking, um, when they all were planning ahead um, doing this performance piece, they invited one of the lecturers down to set, not assess them, but to have, have a look at what they've done so far. And they did. And keep in mind, the story is about... Um, witchcraft like a witch hunt kind of thing but it's not your typical fairy tale kind of uh, story it's more reality based of witch hunts you know back in the day when women were hunted down for being witches etc yeah and some of the comments and feedback that this particular lecture gave now there were two lectures assessing this one and this particular lecture just said oh it's um you shouldn't... Because at the end, originally, she was going to die. Em- Emily's character was going to die. She said, you shouldn't die at the end. Or oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. This and shouldn't be happening. It was like, well, exactly why? Um, and so they thought, okay. So all three of them thought, okay, we'll, we'll change it then.
1: Yeah.
0: And they did. And then they all messaged two lectures and said, could you please listen to our ending? What we're going to tell you. So couple of days go by, they go in and and they explain to the lecture what the idea is, and before they even explained, this lecture said she wasn't well for the last two days so she's going to be feeling a bit blunt about it, it was like and Emily was like, oh okay and then they said, well, that ending sounds like a cliche, sounds like a shit ending, that was her words a shit ending and and when I heard that and I keep in mind I was taught by this lecture as well and Emily felt betrayed because they were now ripping into their performance and they're trying so hard mm. but I've advised Emily so many times I'm not, not trying to say this is because I've I've learned it for myself from my own experience um, especially when she tried writing a 30 minutes script mm. once and I'll explain that another one as well <clears throat> but she felt The two lecturers felt that their performance was not up to the full standards, like this ending is rubbish, this is this, this is that. And it really took it out of them. And it really put Emily on a downer and and that. Um, But I literally turned to Emily and said, you do what's right for your performance. They shouldn't have elaborated. And this is one of the topics I really wanted to mention, was that I feel that lecturers shouldn't give their personal opinions when it comes to modules when it comes to trying to do to to educate and make students better mm. if anyone any lecturer is trying to say yeah but that's our opinion it's like well yeah but it's an opinion from a professional standpoint or from a, a lecturer standpoint or is it your personal opinion
1: mm.
0: you've got to try and balance that out yeah and in the end they done it emily and two of her friends did it i actually and it was it was ironic because after that sort of incident i'm using quotation marks here emily comes up to me and says to me reese you've done performances before could you come with a friend because me and my friend nigel were going to go watch a wales game on that day they said on thursday could you come and watch you know our performance and give us notes yeah no problem i went in and i was and I literally went in with an open mind and said after the performances I didn't get this bit but maybe you could do it this way or you could do it that way you could do it this way so basically I was given constructive criticism where I said look I'm, I wasn't convinced by that but you can do it that way or you could do it there. and I was giving them options ideas yeah because I feel like as a lecturer you're, you're supposed to do it this way mm. it's like oh maybe you could do it this but that's down to you yeah Um, whereas the lectures, how they did it was like, oh, it kind of reminded me of this. Oh, it kind of reminded me of that. It's like, all right, then how can you do better?
1: Yeah.
0: So there was that one. And another one was when, um, uh, Emily was doing a script writing module. Funny enough. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? (laughs) Um, at that time, and Emily said this to me, she... She was a bit, hmm, sceptic about my degree in script writing.
1: Okay. <laughs> she was a bit like,
0: huh. Um, sort of, in some ways, looked down on it.
1: Oh,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. Not in a disrespectful way. No. Um, but, because every time I was at the, I was writing, you know, she's like, oh, how does he you know, she's never really... I don't want to say she was not appreciative, but she was in a sense that I think, uh, what's the word um, where you're not looking at it from the perspective of the writer or whatever, if Mm -hmm. you get what I mean.
1: Yeah, I I get what you mean.
0: So she did this module, she's going to start it. She looked at the computer and went, I don't know how to start it. I went, don't you? No. So I left her to it because I thought, no, she's a big girl, she'll do it then. Uh-huh. And um, one day she wrote, I think, 15 page, no, six or seven pages. Mm-hmm. And she looked at it and went, oh, my God, this is awful. Even her lecturer was like, not saying nasty stuff, because yeah. this lecturer who was advising her is the same lecture that did my BH script writing gr- degree. Sian Summers, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. so she was giving feedback. And so basically one night, Emily just looked at me and went, "Reese, can you help me? Mm-hmm. So like, oh, what do I get out of it? And she was like, oh, can, can you just have a look at it, please? Now, she was still a bit sceptical at first.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I go over and she's written like this monologue. And the monologue is so expositional it was uh, cheesy it it was very very cheesy so i just literally clicked my fingers and went out of the way and i started typing away like it was nothing and then i basically rewrote the entire monologue handed it back to her and she read it and went oh my god this is really really good and i just went yeah and she went i take back everything i said about script writing And ever since then she's always respected that when I what I write as a writer, as a script writer, that's what I do. Hmm. Don't mess with my scriptwriting. But what really now this is where I was trying to get to the point. Emily kept taking the advice from the lectures, like take this away, take that away, make this it. And I kept saying, No, um, don't don't listen. I mean not don't listen, yeah. but don't take everything on board. Yeah. Do it your own way and she was like well no because this will help me get a good mark this will help me get this mark this will help me get that mark and in the end she was expecting I think she was expecting a first she got like a she got a 2-1 but it was just scraping a like a 60% mark Mm. and I said and I literally kept saying to Emily do not take the lecturer's advice every single time because it will not help you
1: yeah
0: and when I did my script writing degrees I learned that better than anyone mm. because when I did my final project it was about Barry Towns court case and the, the football thing mm. and my uh, sort of advisor my um, the one who was going to be marking me on it I won't say his name um, but he kept saying don't let the truth get in the way a good story but and I was I was taking it on board with that. I was like yeah mm. but it's already yeah but it, and because I was already part of it, it that was more conflicting And in the end, I got a 60% of it. I I scraped it to one, and I was really angry because I was like, well, hang on a minute. You know, you've told me to do this, you've told me to do that, I did that, and you gave me that. Mm. So, that's where I always draw the line of do I feel like lectures give a personal rather than professional standpoint on what they do in lectures?
1: Yeah. See, now I think. I think as lecturers, they can't help themselves. Um, now, in. I don't understand why. Um, like, listening to your stories, then, I don't understand why lecturers didn't give them the options. They, if they turn around and say, Look, your ending's cack why don't you do this, or why don't you do that, or, you know, you could do something fun with this rather than doing this. Because there's nothing wrong with saying, "Uh, personally, I think it's a bit crap, why don't you think about this? But professionally, uh, professionally, I don't see anything wrong with this, but, you know, my personal opinion is that, you know, this word is a bit out of place, or, you know, uh, this, that, and the other. uh, Taking for a quick example, um, Episode 8 that I wrote for Dreamlands. Um, it was all set in a completely, you know, fantasy world. But then I wanted to put in um, a joke about all the different words for um, intercourse. Mm. So uh, I kind of reeled off, you know, a, a couple of really, really funny ones. Um, now, to me, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, you know this is, re- you know, toilet, uh, toilet humor and stuff. But then... Um when the people listened to it, they were like, Oh, it's really funny but that's not the kind of language that they would use. Don't lose sight of the fantasy just because you want to put in a crude a crude real world mm. real world humour. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. So you know, they're telling me professionally that you know the the the, the joke is fine. But it's not for a fantasy setting, and so I don't understand why the lecturers didn't go. Well, personally, I think this, but you know, why don't you know why why didn't they work with them to kind of alter it so it kind of makes it okay mm. rather than just going oh it's rubbish.
0: Yeah.
1: On your way. Um. You know I. Because
0: there was there was a few things as well that really got on my nerves um, not with me but with Emily's perspective on when she's doing it she's still doing her masters as as we speak but yeah. um, there would be you know a feedback and a mark
1: mm. and the
0: feedback would be 9 times out of 10 positive there would be 1 or 2 negatives
1: mm.
0: and she would get 63% but yeah, there's only two two negatives. And I remember, I, I don't know which, which one it was, um, I don't know if it was a performance or a presentation, but a market came back and it was a 68%. I mean, I would have killed for a 68%, me, because that's how I look at it. But I remember she sat there and it was all positives. There was only one negative in that feedback. And she got a 68 I was like, well, you know, and I, I've seen what she did as well. And I was like... Yeah why couldn't they have just given a 70,
1: Mm. you
0: know, a proper first grade,
1: Yeah.
0: you know, why couldn't they done that? But then I was, when Emily was, um, you know, when she had one of the, a a downer, let's just say, um, I turned to her and said, yeah, but you want to be a teacher or you want to be a future lecturer, look at it from their perspective. You know, and I could try and understand. I always tr- want to be fair with lectures, but I can't be fair when it comes to stuff. Like what happened to me and Emily and whoever else is like. Well, how can I be fair when they do one thing yet they can't do the other? Yeah, if that makes completely any sense at all.
1: Yeah. No. It. No. It. It makes sense. Um, oh, that's. Uh... Uh, that, that's a really bad sh- you know that's, that's a shame about her uh, about her grades like how
0: and keep in mind I, I just want to clarify as well when she didn't turn up most of the time in the in when she did a BA degree yeah first year she didn't hardly it turned up um, she knows that and she laughs about it we all laugh about it because she made up for it in the second and third year okay, okay. Um, because she then got two ones and ones you know, she got wins in her performances and everything. So she was literally going for it. Yeah. Um, So I I feel that when people, it's like what I tried to do, it's like I tried advising Emily, but I've also tried advising other people who are in university and they're doing a, a drama degree or a script writing degree or whatever degree in the arts. I always say, do not always take on board what lectures or your advisor from the university says do not always take them on board because they will not get you anywhere. And one person said, well, why is that then? I said, because there is going to be something in there that you've taken it on board and they're not going to, and they're going to backtrack on what they think going, ah. Mm. If you keep, um, and also if you keep going by their advice and doing it, Mm. your expectations are going to be running so high and then all of a sudden it's going to be coming, crashing down on you when you find out about your mark. Yeah. And then you're going to be sat there thinking, well, I've done that. You've told me to do this. You've told me to do that. You, 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 you've told me to do that. I was like, well, yeah, but you shouldn't have taken their advice all the time.
1: Yeah. Take take it, take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Because
0: at the end of the day, you're the one who's writing the script. You're the one who's doing the performance. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's your idea. It's not their idea. No. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I do agree where lecturers tend to let their personal opinions get the better of them. Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalised keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewellery whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan, and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts is the business for you. If you want to know more or see what they have in stock, then you can visit them locally at 29 High Street, Barry, Vale of Morgan, CF62, 7 EB. Or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk You could even email them at info at Or maybe just give them a call at 77 94248 Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about creative space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film or even theatre. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So do you want to have experience in making jewelry? Do you want to pick up a hobby but do not know what to take or where to start? Then look no further than the Veil Jewelry Workshops. Veil Jewelry Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry. They will help you make a range of silverware including rings, bracelets and many more pieces. You will learn the basic silversmith skills, such as soldering, texturing, shaping, and lots more. Not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults, it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well. So if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry, and if you're very interested, go onto their website at www.veildewerryworkshops.co.uk, or get in touch with them via email at info at or even phone them at 07789 794248. So, moving, so, before we go on to other topics and everything, you were going to tell me about...
1: My makeup course.
0: Your makeup course. Well, I obviously we mentioned it, but there was a particular story that you wanted to tell. It was to do with one of your lecturers or something?
1: It was... Um. It wasn't one of my lecturers, she was, um, she kind of was, but she kind of wasn't, she was, so basically every week we did a new um, topic and we would have a tutor or a, a person from the industry active in the industry to come in for that week and teach it to us. Now at the end of the course we have two weeks, um, one week for boot camp prep and boot camp. Now usually they have the same lecturer or the, the same person come in for those two weeks so that the person can help us with the prep and help us with the prep and then just watch the carnage happen mm. on bootcamp, because on bootcamp, as soon as it's all timed, as soon as they click go, that's it. You go. You start and you do the makeup and then you stop doing the makeup as soon as the buzzer goes off. Um, but what we were expecting was that the person coming in was to go, oh, right, okay, so it's lovely, um, but you could have done this, this isn't, this isn't quite blended, it doesn't really fit to the brief, you're missing this, that, the other, whatever.
0: To constructive feedback. Con-
1: constructive feedback, um, but without naming who, this person decided not to come in to the the week before the week of prep because it was too hot. Because it was, I have to, to be fair. It was very hot. It was very very hot.
0: What, that day in particular, or that
1: just that that whole. Um, that whole season, because I think it was in August, so height of summer, and it was it was boiling. Just going in, just going into the building was just
0: enough alone. Suffocating. Just suffocating. Yeah,
1: it was very suffocating. Even I um, was like,
0: oh my god. Yes. Yeah, uh.
1: Um. So this person, because of how they are in the industry, they were just like, yeah, I'm not coming in. So we were left without a tutor for that week.
0: High and dry. No pun intended. High and dry.
1: High and dry. No pun intended. I'm, I'm pre- I'm, we had some people come in, so some ex-students. I think they came in and kind of helped us and kind of guided us in the right way.
0: And especially because they knew as well. They understand they, the position. Yeah. I think it's always... Sorry to cut you off there. Mm. I think it's always really good at that. If um, if an ex-student becomes a lecturer, that's even ten times helpful, or yes. even a... And do you know what, it should be, it, it should be more, um, helpful to, um, forgive me then, I just checked something out <laughs> the door. It, it should be more helpful that I think the lecturers should get former students to come in and help.
1: Yes, that's what they did. We would have a lecturer and then we would have, um, basically a, a teacher's assistant, mm. um and that would be an ex student or something like that um more often than not it was this one woman and she she's an absolute mother hen i love her a bit but anyway going off topic again um so we we did the best that we could for prep and um she came in uh, the the tutor that should have come in, came in and, um, they were going around and, and, you know, busybodying all the all the way around. Now there was the, there was one particular look that I knew I was going to struggle with. Um, but unfortunately my design was just a bit elaborate mm-hmm. and I, you know, looking back, I should have made it a lot more simpler, yeah. but hey ho, it's done and dusted now, whatever. So, excuse me. So the week. The day of the, um, that look came around, and for some bizarre reason, everything that everything was just going wrong. Her hair was not sitting properly, um, and some of the makeup wasn't taking right. Um, so I don't know whether you know she washed her face or whether it was because she washed her face or, or I, I don't know. Whatever, everything was going wrong. So this lecturer came over and started altering my look. So she was going to my makeup and she was adding some shimmer or... Um, because it was a theatre-based um, look. So I had to pick a character and recreate that yeah. character. Um,
0: and what was that character you doing, if I may ask?
1: The, the character was... Um, the Queen from the Magic Flute. Okay. The, you know the one that has the really really awesome aria. Um,
0: if you show me a picture, I will get. It, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
1: Um, it, it, as soon as as soon as I as soon as you listen to the aria, you'll know immediately. Um, See, so yeah, it, it's going in my head now. Uh, so anyway, the so she this lecturer was altering my altering my look. Um. So all, all I could do, I literally just could do nothing but just watch this person alter it on one side of the face. Um, and then she put, as she was putting the brush down, she said, right, all you gotta do is just recreate that on the opposite side. And as she did so, the buzzer went off. My time was up. I could not, there was not enough time Oh, th- there was no way that i could have recreated what she did on one side of her face to replicate it on the other side of the face so unfortunately i had a picture um with this awful carnage on this poor girl's face um and this this girl
0: was uh, patient with you and everything you know oh yeah
1: she um she was she was another student so what we would do we would do the looks on each other and then we would swap around Fair enough. um so th- this was just awful and at the end of the day everyone knew how upset I was. I was really upset and she must have felt that I was really angry because she'd altered my look um, to the point where at the end of the day, or at the end of the time, my f- my look wasn't finished. It wasn't complete. Because and it she'd... wasn't
0: theoretically yours.
1: And theoretically it was altered to be her look mm. as well. Um, so then she kind of took me to the, you know, she, she kind of took me to one side as I was clearing up and she, she could tell I was really angry. But so she, she was she was trying to make conversation with me you know, to try and not get me to think about it. Um, and she was like, right, so we, we've got land girls now tomorrow and um, what's everyone's character? You know, um, and unfortunately, I say unfortunately, I had the only male for land girl. Um, you know what a land girl is? No. Land girl uh, is um, in World War Two. You had those posters, and it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: as soon as she did the the, 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 muscle, the yeah the the, 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 the old yeah. theatrical nineteen forties. World War Two posters. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So that that's what I had to do um, on the only male of the group. So what I did is that um, during prep, there wasn't a wig, there wasn't a full wig that matched his hair color or that would um, look, it, none of the wigs that were left went with what I wanted. So what I did is I took a half wig that um, I think it's, the the wig is supposed to be, or the piece is supposed to be at the, at, at the bottom of the, the nape of the neck. So I altered it so it sat on top of his head. Um, and then I um, flicked his natural hair in with the wig. Um, and then I covered, the rest of, I covered the rest of his head with a scarf. And then I filled the scarf to look like he had a lot of hair mm-hmm. underneath. Um, this lecturer did not like it. She was like, "Where's, where's your wig?" And I was like, "Well, th- there was nothing left." So what I've done is I've done this. And improvised.
0: Like, you you've... improvised.
1: And she went, "No, the wig states that it ha- uh, the the wig states the brief states that it has to be a wig." And I looked at the brief again. It did not say that I had to use a wig. Did you
0: justify? Did you say what well, does it doesn't say there?
1: Um, I didn't at the time because I didn't have it with me. Okay. I didn't have the brief with me, so I was just like, "Oh my God, am I have I have I done it wrong?" So I got myself into whole tears about it. And I was tearing up because, um, there was no way that Mm. I could have prepped a wig in time ready for tomorrow, because doing that means that I have to wet the wig, I have to set it and I have to put it in the wig oven. So it's it's, it's it's basically starting,
0: yeah, starting from scratch.
1: Starting from scratch. Um, and it was, it was awful. So when I came in the next day, I realized that in the brief, it didn't say that I have to use a wig. Um... Because everyone else has got hair long enough that they could literally just bun it up, you know. Um, this guy hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really short hair. Um, so I, I just, I ended up going, do you know what? I'm not going to listen to her. I, well, I'm going to listen to her. I've taken her advice on.
0: But you're going to do it. But
1: I'm choosing, to, I, I'm choosing to pick and choose her, her advice. Um, so in the end, I just did, I just did it, and, and I just did my original design. Um, I altered her, I altered the character's backstory to fit her, whatever. Um, and then at the end of it, she was like, "Oh, oh okay."
0: Very snobby. So it, it was,
1: it was very clear that <laughs> it, it was, it was clear that my idea worked. But she didn't want to say, um, and so at the end of ego
0: the... getting the bear.
1: Yeah, um, so at, so at the end when um, I had the final confrontation with uh, Christine Blundell, um, and we sat and went through what each lecturer had said about me, um, and she came, she came and she sat down and she went boot camp. What happened? And I was like, well, where do I start? <laughs> um, you did this. She, you did that. Well, it, no, it, it was it, it was a di- it was a different woman. It wasn't Christine B. Um, that did the that did the boot camp. But I was just like, well, there was if she'd unfortunately if she'd come in to prep week, she would have seen what I did, and she would have. Um, there we could have spoken about it, but because she wasn't there, because we were left to our on our own, I had to improvise and I had to try and do the best as what what I was given to me. You know, I had to make lemonade from lemons. Yeah. You know? um, and she was like, oh, right, okay, and then I told her about her about this lecturer altering my look, and I was like, I'm not happy with the way that it uh, it looked. I'm pretty sure you were aware that I was not happy. I'm pretty sure that every person in that building was aware that I was not happy with that look." Um, and she was like, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know how that look, I really want to know how that look would have ended up like if, the lecturer hadn't started. It's, it's
0: like a what if scenario, isn't it? it yeah, because you, you it wasn't.
1: It wasn't like she altered it a little bit. Um, th- there were diamonds on this particular look. She started to color in the diamonds. This lecturer started to color in the diamonds with the with this particular eyeshadow palette that I had, um, which changed its color if it was on a black background. Yeah. Um, wonderful stuff. I use it all the time. Um, but they they started you know just doing all this unnecessary stuff that um, I she was it was very she was very clearly trying to help me yeah but she ended up doing it hindering me yeah. to the point where I you had je- jeopardise. I I had a very very unfinished look and I was just like well there's nothing that I can do about it um so I tried to listen to her for the you know the, the remainder of the the remainder of the boot camp, and just... She, she was helpful, but she also wasn't helpful.
0: we got to move on to something that's been a bit of a news. <laughs>
1: um,
0: just a bit. Just a tad. And that's, you know, in the words of Ursula in The Little Mermaid, just a tad. Just a tad. Now, for some of you guys who have been living under a rock these past few weeks, you will find <laughs> out that... The news has broken out that Gemma Collins is cast as Matron Mama Morton in the UK and Ireland tour of Chicago. Well, I believe now it's just the UK tour. Oh, it's just the UK I think, anyway. Even that alone is, is, is enough to make people not want to purchase tickets, which yeah. I have been told that people are now, from what I've gathered, people have actually asked for refunds, people have asked for... Um, You know, when she drops out, just let them know, then they'll just come and watch it. And that's just, it just looks so bad on the production itself.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I've said my bit on YouTube, um, but I'll mention it again. Now, I'm not the biggest Gemma Collins fan ever, but i will take her with a pinch of salt when it comes to something like this but because it's something like this this being chicago the musical it's one of those where you think are you are you ready to take a big gamble on Gemma collins playing matron mama morton Mm. um now when it comes to reality tv stars they're 50 50. it's very 50 50. and the successful reality tv star that i can think of that's actually gone on to Great musical theatre stardom, not in big stardom, but you know. And I'm only talking about the UK now. I'm not talking about America. And that's Amber Davis. Uh, Amber Davis was uh, is, is actually Welsh. She's from North Wales.
1: Nice.
0: Um, and she won Love Island uh, season three. Love Island. I think she was with Chet.
1: Don't
0: ask, ask me, me, about me. Don't ask me why. That's down to my misses. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, but. When she left Love Island, I think a lot of people from the perspectives of, you know, keeping it, you know, put two and two together, it's what you get. But I think because reality TV stars are not looked at as professional or they're not taking it seriously, um, she was cast as, if I can get it up here in my notes very quickly, uh, she, was, she was cast in 9 to 5, oh. the musical... Um, and I'm not trying to find my uh, notes, so bear with me, people. Uh, oh, here we there we go. So she was cast as Judy Burnley. So she was the one who sings Get Out and Stay Out, the uh, the big, not the finale, but one of the big songs towards the end. And mm-hmm. if, if you, um, which we'll later listen to... Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Hairs at the Back of Your Neck. It's, it's a powerful, strong song. Um, a lot of people were a bit hesitant at first because reality TV star. Yes. But the thing about Amber Davis is that she was actually offered a scholarship to go and study musical theatre at the age of 16 um, at some drama academy in London.
1: Oh, no. Nice. She was
0: offered it. And when she did 9 to 5 the musical um she had raven reviews now that's why i'm trying to keep an open mind but but because it's someone like Gemma collins
1: yeah
0: who apparently has come from a an acting background whatever i'm just thinking to myself yeah but her her reputation has not been the very best in terms of what she stands for what she's Mm. done and everything and for you know if it was if it was a musical no disrespect to any musical but it feels like a musical that was not at the standards of Chicago I mean, if you think of Chicago you think of Bob Fosse yeah you think of the man behind jazz hands the man behind you know yeah
1: it, it needs to be strict yeah. and formed and it's very meaning it's very demanding
0: yeah it's a very demanding musical as well yeah um you know, you got to go all out there.
1: Yeah.
0: And for someone for Gemma Collins, I don't know. It's just they could have at least picked someone who have maybe has had a few television experiences, maybe film, maybe maybe even theatre. You know, maybe an unknown. But I I don't know why they want to take a huge gamble on Gemma Collins. Mm. Now I've I've said my bit in terms of uh, I'm going to go within a, my I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain that she's not going to do justice if she ever does get to Cardiff. Ooh, yeah. Because I've had Peter Reese, a costume designer, good friend from Billboards, he said she won't last two weeks. And that's what he said. She won't last two weeks, and the understudy will take over. Yeah. Um, so what's your opinion on it, and how would you approach this?
1: Now, when you first told me, I was like, oh, okay. You know, because the... I don't. I haven't really seen anything that she's been a part of. Um, I saw. Um, I saw her breakdown on what was it? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Um, and, and then her
0: I, breakdown in Big Brother.
1: And then her breakdown in Big Brother. At yes. And then I also saw her fall through the trapdoor. And you know, I've seen all the. The, the bits and bobs that...
0: The errors, let's say. The
1: errors. Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of her errors. I haven't really seen much of her, quote, quote, face for TV. Um, so I did a bit of research. I, you know, I tapped into the, uh, good old YouTube uh, Utube, um, U-tube. U-tube. <laughs> uh, And tapped in if there's a clip of her singing. And there is, and there is.
0: There's actually quite a bit,
1: and um, yeah, there is actually quite a bit. I tapped, I, I tapped in. Gemma Collins sings, and quite a slew of, um, you know, s- selections come up. Um, but the one I decided to go on was her singing "This Is Me" from the Greatest Showman in front of that huge panel of like a hundred people. I don't know what the show was called. The show slips my mind every time I talk about it, um, and she started singing and i was like okay there's 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 something there maybe with a bit of um guidance maybe with a um, singing lessons some guidance maybe she could maybe she could pull it off and then she got further on into the song and then i was like ah ha right okay i didn't finish watching the video because i couldn't. I think I'd seen enough and I turned it off and I was like, right. I don't want to disrespect her in any way, um, but I believe that Mama is a very powerful character to play. and very demanding, and I don't think that she can cope with it.
0: If you had to pick anyone, yes, I'm not going to, do you know what? Because with UK tours of Chicago, they don't necessarily pick A-listers unless it was permanently staying in the West End. Mm. So if you were left to pick a quote-unquote star or a, a someone to play Mama Morton, who would it be? Or would you have the star play Valma Kelly or Roxy? And not have anyone play no star playing Mama Morton?
1: To be honest, I would if I had to pick um, some sort of named person, I would pick them and give them the smallest part because I want to show, I would want to show off the skills of people who are trained in, you know, who have spent years training in schools and dance schools and this, that and the other, to prepare them for, you know, for something as big as Chicago. And then just to have someone...
0: Like they did with Little Shop of Horrors with uh, Rydian. Uh, yes. Where ridian played the dentist. Yes. And the dentist is not really, I mean, it's an important part. It's
1: an important part. Two
0: songs, but he's not really in it that much. No, no, he's not. But it's enough to go, I buy tickets.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, he was, wasn't he on the poster? Yes. There we go. So he's on the poster. He's, um, you know, because we all know what the dentist is. We all know how long the dentist is. I played place.
0: the dentist.
1: Did you? Yeah.
0: Very comprehensive school. Ah, very
1: Comprehensive. I was gonna say, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, very
0: comprehensive school. Um, and I, I've, I've gone through that story many, many times. But right. uh, I was just basically handed the part. But I shared it. Yeah. I oh, shared it. Nice. So I did the dressing and tech, and I did the first opening, opening night.
1: Yeah. And that was it. Oh no. Nice.
0: Which I'm glad because I'm remembered for that. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, you know, so I, I would give this named person a relatively small um, uh, small character to make room for all of the quote yeah. quote unknowns that could potentially be picked up
0: because it is the difference as well within a UK tour and West End and we'll mention Broadway as well yes yeah. the West End and Broadway you want people to come mm. right obviously like in the tour as well But there is a guarantee that the actors or stars right you know they're going to be there for eight to nine weeks because they're not moving around the country they're just going to one particular spot whereas you've got to find a star or a serious performer who is willing to dedicate themselves um to 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 play a role Mm. for the next what three to six months
1: yeah Travelling every day to, well, not every day, but travelling. And here's the
0: thing, this is why the likes of Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, um, even Louise Redknapp, and Mm. I know this is a bit, I've gone from A-list, thespian stage performers to Louise Redknapp, no disrespect, but it's like, they're the type of people, from their background, they can actually go, yeah, we'll do that, we'll go on tour. Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, they went on tour to do No Man's Land, Harold Pinter's No Man's Land, all around the UK. For months on end and they're in their 70s
1: champions yeah The
0: but then yeah. you got louise Ratnapp, and you got someone like her you got someone you know similar to her caliber that are willing to do that and the best thing about it from my expect uh, perspective they're very modest they're like well they did the show i'm just part of the furniture mm-hmm. and that's the worrying thing though for my another again I keep saying perspective but this is for my opinion that's the bit I'm worried about is that Ch- Gemma Connors is going to just do what she did on Big Brother and and um, I'm a celebrity She'd bottle it and just be like I'm gone after two weeks I'm gone Yeah. she's on 25 grand a week as well come on <sighs> I
1: would week. kill for that. jeez
0: do you know what I would kill for that. if someone told me you got to play a part for six months you're only in one scene and you say one line but we'll pay you 25 grand a week do you know how many people would Kill for that.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: What, 25 grand a week? Just the same one? Like,
1: yeah, no problem. Yeah.
0: No. How many shows? Twice a night? Oh, twice a day? Twi-
1: twi- twice a day? Yeah, yeah. sign yeah, me yeah. up.
0: Okay. You know, and... I think about... It's like a, a lot of people keep... I had to tell my fiance about it, that mm-hmm. Mama Morton sings two songs, not one. Yeah. She sings, obviously, When You're Good to Mama. And... What um, whatever happened to class with Thelma yes. Kelly? Yeah,
1: I love that song. So good. Why it was he
0: not in the film? But it's not the point though. The point is, you gotta own that role.
1: Yeah.
0: And not let the role own you. Yeah. Um, that's not a f- famous uh, quote that I've said from <laughs> top of my head. It says it from everything. But
1: yeah,
0: I know you said that you would pick a big start to play a small role but Mm. the the question I was asking is who would you consider from the top of your head if it wasn't Gemma Collins Mm. but you wanted to suggest someone else who would it be
1: see I don't I don't know because at the minute I'm not really into my TV I don't watch reality TV at all all. you can name all of these people and I wouldn't have a pigging clue who you're talking about Um, do you know,
0: someone mentioned um, Miranda Hart um, and I actually oh. agreed because it's something that Miranda Hart, when you when you think of Miranda Hart, you think of her in a sitcom.
1: Comedy, yeah. Comedy
0: and everything. But when you put her in an environment like that and apparently she can sing, I, I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't know, but apparently she can sing.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Um, but imagine though, her playing Mama Morton and it's completely different to her. That would have been... Oh my God,
1: that would have been cool.
0: You know.
1: see that that's what I' that's what I'm hoping with Gemma Collins. I'm hoping that we've seen all of this kind of trashy, I, I say trashy, um, all of this stuff about her, all of these errors, and that I'm hoping that she is going to strut onto that stage. And she is going to wow us with all of the hard work that she could potentially put in.
0: Before falling through a trapdoor. Before
1: <laughs> falling through the trapdoor. <laughs> um,
0: when you're good to mama. <clears throat> We're gonna get-
1: Mama's good to... We're going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm hoping that she's going to prove us all wrong. And she's going to put in the effort because i think a lot of people would kill to be mama morton in i would i, I yeah 100 yeah. percent.
0: but it's, it's not i'm not talking about reality tv stars i don't necessarily want to pick a reality tv star and i think it but this is why I, i'm so conflicted because i don't want to i don't want to bash the poor woman because mm. at the same time there is some things which are not her fault yes it's like oh she's the woman that fell on the ice rink during dancing on ice yeah but that wasn't her fault but because it's Gemma Collins, it's funny. Yeah. Um, but it is her fault that she went on Big Brother and I'm Celebrity to get me out of it and made a fool of herself by doing, you know, being over very yeah. privileged and brat and diva. and sometimes she uses that to her advantage. I, like I said, I, I don't blame her, but then at the same time, I don't. I don't blame her, but I do blame her. And yeah. Um, but I'm not talking about that. It's like, like I said about Miranda Hart. I, I think she'd be a good Mama Morton, in that sort of sense. Mm. Um, go for someone. You know um from eastenders you know um the one actress i loved i don't know if she can sing i don't know if you watch eastenders sadly um, i know um but there's one character in there where um black actress oh she's funny um ah i can't think of her name but um I can't think of a name, but this particular actress who's in EastEnders, uh, she'd be a perfect major mama Morton. Mm. I can't think of her name, though. That's very stupid of me, because I should have had it down, written it down on my notes. Mm. Um, but it's not even that. You know, you can look up on... Uh, I mean, Ruth Jones, could, would, we know she can sing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the way she plays Nessa, if mm-hmm. you take away the comedy, it's like, she would go, she would rock that role. It's yeah. Morton. Absolutely. Um, so, ah, going back on to General Collins, like I said, I've got tickets for it. And I actually look forward to it. I look forward to going to the theatre. I mean, yeah. not just to watch musicals. Me and my pump we go and watch Murder Mysteries at the new theatre. Nice. Um, whether they're Agatha Christie based or whether they're not, we do go there to watch it. And I'm looking to get tickets to see um, an Inspector Calls. Nice. Because um, I love, I, do you know what? I'll say this now, going briefly back onto education, right? Yeah, one of the reasons that kept me in for GCSE drama, um, uh, English mm. was an in inspector calls. Ah, oh. I was like, Oh my god, because you know how the attitude sometimes is, Oh, we have to read this. I read it on there going, Oh my god, this is amazing. This guy is G- JP Priestley, mm-hmm. I think that I've said his name right, is on point, you know, and it's 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 not gonna age through time. It's so relevant, even today. It's just mm. absolutely phenomenal, mm. and that's why I look forward to the new theatre. But I think my return to theatre, professional theatre, mm. in terms of watching it, is gonna be Gemma Collins falling through a trapdoor. <laughs> 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 but I hope she proves me wrong.
1: I, yeah, I I really hope that um she 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 proves us wrong, and. You know, in in I was thinking about it when you when you mentioned it, I was a bit like, oh, that's a bit of a weird, weird one to go for. Um, and then I was, and then I had the awful thought of what happens if they're doing it to get the publicity, but then she actually isn't part of it.
0: This, yeah, that that's the one thing I was. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on my YouTube video. I, like I said I I, I understand um, that you, you're trying to attract the attention of the fan base you're trying to attract the attention of people um, but then I said it's a huge gamble because as you said what if she doesn't turn up yeah you've let down a, a public yeah but at the same time I would criticise the public it's like why are you going for that particular individual you should be going for the other performers who are not as well known as Gemma Collins who are ten times better than what she's going to be
1: yeah you know, really? it doesn't ma- it
0: doesn't matter if they are the leading character who are who are the the, the extras the chorus that you, you know th- that's the thing i will fight that all the way through it do not go to the theater just for that one person go for an entire production who have worked their i don't care who have their fucking ass off yeah to get this production going do you know how much it costs just to get the rights to chicago for crying out loud oh, tens of thousands of pounds yeah Alone, just to get it, and then you've got to try and make the money back by selling tickets. But then you've got to pay for this. Is where you know, if you watch documentaries, and I highly recommend watching um, the documentary about musicals, um, the, the story of musicals by the BBC. Right? It's three episodes, they literally talk about how West End fought back against Broadway domination. Right? How they brought in cats, how Andrew Lloyd brought in Cats the Phantom, how Bill kenwright got Blood Brothers on on the musical stage along with Willie Russell. It's it's basically how um Oliver came around and how they fought back, right? But it will tell you every single time, right, that sometimes it takes years, not within months, like how Avengers would make billions of dollars back at the box office because you got a huge fan base and the cinema's not going anywhere. It's the fact that you're still uh, forking out money to keep it going and you're not making any money back within a few years.
1: Yeah.
0: And nine times out of ten, you will hear the, the individuals who are being talked and interviewed will turn around and say, oh yeah, we didn't make any money back. But you know that you will make money back in the future when it's revived and everything. Yeah. And that's another thing. This is one of the reasons why... Revival theatre is better than remakes in film.
1: Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um,
0: but, but that's what I mean,
1: though.
0: And here's the thing about UK tour. You're not forking out hundreds of thousands of pounds. You've got to think about it logically, right? The new theatre alone, I mean, I've never... Asked, do you know what? I've always wanted to ask Orbit Theatre how much they fork out. Just to be on the new theater stage. stage yeah, yeah I want to know and I really want to know that and I may ask them to come on the show and talk about it right because they're the yes. only' Am, the only Amdram company on the new theater stage right yeah I want to know that but also I want to know how much I don't know what's the biggest theater in Manchester right mm. but they're going to Manchester they're going to Southampton they're going to Glasgow they're going to obviously one of the London stage I mean how, how much is the Apollo theater going? Now, you've got to think now, now, not five, ten years ago, because remember, we've had the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So how much are they charging now?
1: Yeah. Just to keep a flow. Yeah.
0: The th- theatre land is running constantly.
1: Yeah.
0: By reliance on, yeah, on money. But that's how the world turns in, in the world of theatre. Yeah. But people love it because they want to work for it. They want to live in that moment. Yeah. They want to live in a, in, a, in a dreamland where they want to work in theatre. Like, you want to work in makeup. I want to be the, the writer. I want to be this.
1: Yeah. And then
0: there's there's um, there's someone like Gemma Collins who is just get, handing it to her on a silver platter for icing for the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah. Have you... Because another thing that I kind of considered is... But then again, that's probably coming from my self-conscious kind of um, thought process. But do you think that they're doing it to take the mick out of her in a bad light.
0: Now I'm going to say this: um, Why would theatre professional theatre makers, such as a producer, such as a director, well,
1: not them, but like maybe her agent or um...
0: don't do it in theatre. Do you want to do it in television? By far, yeah. yes. I've been out on television sets sometimes. There are people there who just can't take it seriously. Well, I'll tell you one thing, right? If They, they will have their asses ripped out of them by theatre people because if you want to say who takes their job seriously, a theatre person, a film person, or a TV person, the top of the list is going to be a theatre person. Yeah. Because it's not even 50-50, it's 60-40. The 40% is... We're gonna make our money back. Sixty, they got they got more of a chance to lose money than they are to gain money back. Yeah. Whereas film, it's fifty-fifty. Yeah,
1: 50 Well, the thing with theatre is that it's literally one night. You have one night to make as much money as possible by putting on a fantastic performance. The merchandise. The you know, the, the this, that, yeah. the other, the programme, the, you know, the T-shirts and mugs and socks and yeah. what have you. And if people come up and say... Theater, are they, yeah. uh, but film and TV shows, you've got that replay value. Mm. You can only replay value a theatre performance if it's been filmed. And even then, you may not even get the film, that you may not even get the performance that you saw.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I can't remember where it was, but I bought a... Th- uh,
0: I bought a mm, uh, I, I, I don't just go on when you're saying though it's like oh, I know sometimes they they record the musical shows and they put it on to DVD like Gypsy with um, Imelda Staunton
1: I got it and I saw it
0: yeah I mean I bought that for, I mean it's on Netflix now but I bought the DVD for yeah it's on Netflix but I bought the DVD for um, The, the Misses and and we get to have that pleasure. But it's not the same as when you go to the theatre. No. But that's what I mean, though. Theatre people will take it, the job, so, so seriously. I've spoken to many individuals, whereas writers, whereas dancers, where choreographers, directors and everything. I've spoken to them. You can look back on it, people, and you can tell from the tone of the voice, yes, they enjoy it, but you know they take it far more seriously than a, a film individual. Yeah. Unless you're Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, Gemma Collins, I wish you all the best. But I, I just have no hope in hell that.
1: No. And I hope that I hope that I hope that people don't go and buy a ticket.
0: Purely to see her fail.
1: Purely to see her fail, or because to start what, heckling yeah. to make her look bad, or I, or something like that. That's awful. Yeah.
0: Do you know what I, I, I'm going to say this now? Mm. If I go, if St. Gemma Collins miraculously stays on the tour, yes. gets to Cardiff, Yes. I swear to God, if someone starts heckling during that show, I will turn on and tell them to shut the F up. Yeah. Because this is not a pantomime. It's not a mm. show to literally get into mm. personally. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there, there, there is definitely a time and a place. I mean, going back to a, a theatre person will take their um, their stuff seriously. I'm on a um, a theatre group on Facebook, and the amount of people that are complaining that theatre etiquette has gone way out of the window, it is ridiculous. Because before before the pandemic, you would go to a show. And you would not make a sound unless you were told to. Unless you were cheering, you were booing, uh, if it was A pantomime, yeah.
0: Or Rocky Horror Picture or Show. Or the Rocky Horror
1: Picture Show where you were told to shout specific things.
0: Yeah. Or a musical that is designed and made for you to be part of. Yes. Yeah. seriously, really.
1: Yeah. But if that, if you're going to see a show and it's not designed for you to do that.
0: I.e. Beauty and the Beast.
1: I.e. Beauty. Oh my God. Good God,
0: Beauty and the Beast. Um, So, people, I'll say it because otherwise Pippa will hit the roof. So we went to go and watch Beauty and the Beast, the musical, around December time, and when we went there, even though we were up in the God section, right, the cheap seats, it's still a privilege to go and watch Beauty and the Beast, take it seriously, and not, you know, ruin it for everyone else. We had two people sat in front of us, and all they kept doing was recording the performance.
1: On Snapchat. On
0: Snapchat, Flash photography was out. When oh. you are told specifically, no flash photography, it's uh, prohibited.
1: And then the, the the one girl turned around to the woman next to her. In me, as the guy was saying, um, oh, do we have to wear our masks? Or, oh um, yeah, it was it was to do with our masks because. Uh, so when I, f- literally as soon as the lights went down and the narrator started talking about the, uh, in the opening.
0: Which was, who was Angela Lansbury? My Angela dad.
1: Lansbury, the goddess herself. Um, so they, both of the, both of the ladies, because they weren't girls, they were women. They started recording and I probably, I probably, I don't know. Some people will say that that's very Karen of me to stereotype, but I leaned forward and I said, you're not supposed to be recording. And I went, oh, okay, sorry. While still recording, they continued to record as I I leant over and said, you're not supposed to be recording. And they said, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, why? Why would you do that? And they recorded it during Beauty, um, during uh, Be Our Guest. And they also recorded during Gaston's song which was a lot longer than I imagined.
0: Yeah, I even it was
1: I really long. No,
0: I was wondering when it will end. I was actually going, Oh, it's just gonna end. I enjoyed the song. Yeah. I played Gaston. Favorites. I yeah, mean yeah. I played it but in the junior productions, but even I was going, This is going on far too long enough. Mm. But uh, I think to finish off on this point, guys, is yes. is Simply, right, if you're going to do something for the love of art, then have some respect. Yes. You know, no one's telling you to take it seriously to the full amount. You have every right to enjoy. But just learn the boundaries and, you know, just try not to cross the line.
1: Yeah, there is a line. And a lot of people since the pandemic have have crossed it by opening... You know, even if it's something really daft as opening um, packets too loudly and, like, chewing with their mouth open and not whispering at, you know, a decent level, yeah. you know, because cause you, ca- you can talk, you know, it'll be very distracting, but as long as you kind of very, very lowly whisper, um, so, but even if it's too, can you pass me my drink, please? You know, that's fine, that's fine. But when you when you actually just lean over and without even considering your voice level, turn around and go, oh, "This this person's shit," you know.
0: Because it's so silent in the room, it, you well, it's if- so,
1: it echoes around the room because a theatre is designed to echo sound for the actors, <laughs> to which the room is supposed to be quiet. But yeah, there's no etiquette at all. Hi. Hi, we're Billboard Ensemble. Uh-huh. And have we got news for you. You better listen.
0: Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is coming to the Memo Arts Centre from the 20th to the 23rd of July. Featuring 25 dance floor classics such as I Will Survive, Hot Stuff, Go West, and many more. Tickets on sale now at memoartcenter.co.uk or call at 01446 738 Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalised keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewellery, whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle, or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan, and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts is the business for you. If you want to know more or see what they have in stock, then you can visit them locally at 29 High Street, Barry, Villegamorgan, CF627EB or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk You can even email them at info at or maybe just give them a call at 077-89-942-48. Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about Creative Space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film, or even theatre. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So, do you want to have experience in making jewelry? Do you want to pick up a hobby but do not know what to take or where to start? then look no further than the Veil Jewelry Workshops. Veil Jewelry Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry. They will help you make a range of silverware including rings, bracelets, and many more pieces. You will learn the basic silversmith skills such as soldering, texturing, shaping, and lots more not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well so if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry and if you're very interested go on to their website at www.veildewerryworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at or even phone them at 07789794248.